Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Inside College Admissions. My name is Ashley Smith, Director of Marketing here at SCORE, and today we're joined by a very special guest, Ethan Sawyer, also known as the College Essay Guy. Today's conversation will focus on all things college essays, which we know is top of mind for many high school students right now. But before we jump into the conversation, here's some background on Ethan. So first of all, he's a nationally recognized college essay expert, also the author of the Amazon bestsellers, College Essay Essentials and College Admission Essentials. And every year, Ethan and his team offer their expertise through their blog, online courses, workshops, books, and one-on-one work. So welcome, Ethan. We're so excited for you to be here today. Ashley, I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So before we kind of jump into some of the questions that we frequently get regarding college essays, I wanted to just get to know you a little bit better and give our audience some context for what was your motivation for starting this company? How'd you get into this business? And what is it that you really love about it? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody ever says I want to be a college essay guy when they grow up. (laughs) Um, I think the first thing I'm going to go way back. I think the first thing I moved around a ton as a kid. Like Mm -hmm. I went to 13 schools. Wow. And yeah. And I think what that bred in me is like, yeah, I became real adaptable, but I think I had to find a way to, to feel safe if I'm being really honest and to feel connected to people. And so I think like early on, I got pretty good at asking questions because I, I, I spent a lot of time being the new kid at school. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that was stressful at times, but I think I had to like get to know people pretty fast because we didn't know when we were leaving next. So I think this whole, if I rewind all the way back, I think that's where the sort of beginning started. But then when I went through my own college process, I spent some time on the college essays and I was told by my, the person who accepted me at ultimately Northwestern, my admissions mm-hmm. reader, that my essays made a big difference. <laughs> and so I think that like, I'd already kind of be, been a writer and stuff in high school, but I think that that was a moment where I was like, oh, that's cool. Like writing can make a difference in terms of like trying to do things in life. Sure. And I, I kind of already knew that it, it helped me with like learning about myself. Um, but then when I moved to New York, initially out of, out of high school or sorry, out of college. And then when I moved to LA, which is where I live now, I had two things. I was trying to, I needed a job. And so I got a job like teaching and that Mm -hmm. led to test prep and helping students with their college essays. And at night I was kind of like, you know, basically my best friend was in screenwriting school at USC and I was kind of stealing everything that he was learning. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was kind of bringing those materials into my sessions with students Yeah, and they were writing better essays. And so I found that like when it came to like, what was I getting more juice out of? Like, was it like writing cheesy romantic comedies or like helping students figure out who they were? <laughs> yep. And, you know what I mean? Like find their core values and this kind of stuff. Like it was just so much more fulfilling mm-hmm. for me to, to use these tools in the spirit of like self growth, personal exploration, and really on a deep level, like connection and, and, and vulnerability. And that for me was where the, where the, where the aliveness was. And so I followed that. And then started a blog, started training other coaches and counselors and do it, started presenting at conferences. And lo and behold, 17 years later, here I am still interested in this. And for me, it's like, somebody was asking me recently, like, why do you still love to do this? And I was like, it's, it's what I would do for fun. Like if I would, if I won the lottery, if I won 60, you know, if I won $600 million, I would still for fun, like help students try and figure out what they're what their story is. Cause I think that sure. this can be a life-changing process. And I think we learn, we can learn so much about ourselves and, and, and become better writers through it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And something that you said that I think is really interesting is just helping students figure out who they are. And I would, I would guess that during that process, it could even help influence what type of school that they may apply to through this writing process. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. And that's, and so I think it's good for students to begin when I say early, I don't mean ninth grade working on their essays, but I mean like May or June, because I think that as students are thinking about where they want to apply, you're right. Like they, they could have this aha moment around, oh, you know what? I really do want to study X particular thing. And that could influence the type of programs we're looking for and then impact their college list. So totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So one of the things that you said to was related to your essay having a big influence when you were applying to school. So one of the questions that we frequently get that's kind of a follow-up to that as well is how much weight does the essay carry in the admissions process? So when NACAC, which is the National Association of College Admissions Counselors, when their members were surveyed, and every year when they're surveyed, you know, far and above it's it's rigor like what's most important in the in, you know determining its acceptances it's rigor of courses like what's your gpa and how and did you challenge yourself in terms of the courses mm-hmm. and you know it in up until recently up until the last year and a half it's been test scores mm-hmm. how did you do on the sat and act but with so many schools going test optional schools are looking for other markers like how are what are some other ways that we can really figure out who this student is so I think essays have become more important. I'm not gonna cite a percentage because I think that we don't know necessarily. Yeah. But in a, I did a webinar with Tom Campbell from Pomona last week and he was saying, you know, essays matter. Cause I asked him the same question. I was like, do essays mm-hmm. matter? He's like, they matter a lot. They're in some cases, the, a big thing that we look at. I mean, he, he did of course mention rigor and grades as being the number one, but you sure. know, this, and also testing, you know, recommend, recommendation letters have become much more important mm-hmm. and um, you know, we put together a, a guide for that on the site because a lot of counselors or, or really teachers, especially new new teachers, sometimes have trouble working on those, but those can be make a big difference. So increasingly, I think as, as, as more and more schools are moving to this more holistic review process and are looking less at test scores, yeah, these narrative elements that either the student writes or that the, you know, advocates, the counselors and teachers write for students become more and more important. So pretty important. It's not going to, you know, an essay isn't going to get you into Harvard if you've got straight C's, Sure. but you know, it it can, it can, I think it makes the most difference when you've got two students who are, have similar profiles and you just do the the clone test. And one of them wrote really awesome essays that reveal Mm -hmm. lots of the students, skills, qualities, values, and interests. And the other one that didn't do such a good job. And I think in that case, yeah, the essays can really matter. Yeah. It's a definite competitive edge for sure. So I'm going to jump around a little bit too, because I think that's something that you said is also really important. Um, Obviously this year, the past year has been anything but what people would consider to be normal. College admissions has kind of been, you know, turned on its head with the pandemic and everything. So one of the things that we hear a lot or get questions about is, would you recommend that students write about their experience during the pandemic and why or why not? So I'm going to give three answers to that. Sure. And the first answer, like, should students in general write about difficult experiences? For sure. Because I think writing can help you learn all kinds of things about yourself. Should students put it in their application? Yes. But, you know, the Common App has this 250 word COVID section, like how has the impact, Mm -hmm. the, how Mm -hmm. has COVID impacted your life? And I think students should do their best to fill that up if they have been impacted by the pandemic first. Mm -hmm. And if they do have other things to say about how the pandemic has impacted them, 
that could potentially work into the additional information section because that's another section where they're like, you know, the college is like, what else? I wouldn't necessarily, this is the third part of the answer, I wouldn't necessarily recommend for writing about it in your personal statement because okay. I just think that if a student, imagine student A and student B, student A writes all about the pandemic in their personal statement and then they've got this section that's like, okay, well, how did the pandemic impact you? Well, then they leave that blank, mm-hmm. right? Whereas student B writes about something else or let's say like, squeezes all of that stuff into the, the pandemic section. And then they've got, you know, basically a whole 650 words that they can use in writing about all kinds of different things. Cause there's so yeah. many different cool possibilities to show colleges what you're going to bring. Then that can be really awesome. A sort of hybrid version is if students want to take a paragraph of their essay, they do like kind of a montage, which is like, here are all these different sides of me. And oh, by the way, one of these sides was really taken to the next level or flourished during the pandemic, then it could become a paragraph in it. So mm-hmm. that's sort of like, I guess, a hybrid version of it. Yeah. And I mean, that way you're getting to take advantage of every single part of that process. So I think that's great advice. Yeah. One thing I'll say is like, if students, how, like sometimes the, the follow-up is they're like, well, how do I write about it? Do I tell a story? Do I just do it straightforward? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really fine to do it in a straightforward way. In other words, uh, if you face challenges, the simple format that you can use and you can get this into 250 words is like, what was the challenge and how did it impact you? Cause that's mm-hmm. important. Cause many of us have experienced challenges related to COVID-19, but like what, how did particularly did it impact you? So what were the effects? That's part one. And then part two, what did you do about it? What are the active steps that you took to overcome whatever that was or to work around it or become adaptable, flexible? And then part three, what did you learn from the experience? And if you just if students just bullet point those challenges and effects, what I did about it, what I learned, that's going to come out to like whatever, six to nine bullet points. And you can totally submit those bullet points. That's fine. If you want to turn it into paragraph versions, that's cool too. But if you didn't experience challenges, sometimes students ask, well, then do I still write about it? And the answer is maybe. And what I would say is like, we have this values exercise that we can talk more about in a few minutes. Sure. Where like, if you can just identify two to three values that you strengthened or expanded. So well, let me just ask you, Ashley, like, mm-hmm. what is a value that you, and I don't have it in front of you right now, but what's mm-hmm. a value? What's something that you connected with more deeply or that you found spending more time focused on during the pandemic, you know, given the, you know, your experiences of it, does anything oh. come to mind? Yeah. It's, it's funny you asked me that because I was just having a conversation about this over the weekend, but one of the things that has really changed for me is trying to be more mindful when I'm not working and being more present in other scenarios, just because the whole blur of work-life balance and working, you know, from home. So one of those things that I've really tried to be focused on is if, if I'm with somebody or if I'm having a conversation on the phone to not be multitasking all the time and Mm -hmm. to be super focused and present because I feel like the connection is so much more important than it ever has been. So that that's for me and being a marketer, multitasking all the time. So just wanting to learn how to be more mindful and more present in conversations one-on-one with people. Yeah. So I'm hearing in what you're sharing, the values of, I'm hearing first presence, which mm-hmm. is connected to mindfulness and just being fully with a person, if you're with a person. And that extends, of course, to the work, like, like being able to be present in that. But that sounds sure. like that wasn't the issue. The second one is I'm like hearing healthy boundaries of <laughs> yes. being able to separate, right? And like, whatever that means, stopping work at a certain hour. And so we could maybe do something on healthy boundaries, right? And then I'm hearing the third one of like connection and how deeply important that is to you. Very much so. Yep. Yeah. 
And so those are three values just based on that one example that you could do a different bullet point on each of those mm -hmm. and each one, you know, with a specific example, we could get into like, okay, well, in terms of healthy boundaries, like how have you begun to institute healthy boundaries? And if usually if you're like me, it's like, it's a work in progress. Like I'm trying to quit work at five, right? <laughs> yeah, trying. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. it's, and that gives me, and even that vulnerability of like, you know, I working to quit work at five, you know, when possible, you know, you kind of yeah. in parentheses, or there can be some sense of humor around it. But like those three values would give us a really clear sense of, you know, some aspect of how this has been meaningful to you. So sure. that can be a really nice, using that values exercise can give you a nice menu too of like ideas. Because sometimes students are like, not sure how this, relates in terms of values. And so bringing those out can be a great way of giving the colleges more information. Cause I think mm -hmm. what the colleges are looking for is that, okay, so what, how has the, how, what are the values that have been shaped in you that you're going to bring with you to the college campus? And you're mm -hmm. going to be someone who's, and also like a, a fourth one that I want to name is like self-awareness. Like you're showing self-awareness just in the way that you're talking about this and like self-awareness presence, like healthy boundaries or healthy boundaries, work in progress. And, you know, this, the, uh, the one of, of connection, like these are all things that like make me excited to talk to you and to get to know you better. And if I'm an admissions officer, like, yeah, bring yeah. you onto our team, be a part of our community. Absolutely. Just a testament to how you can take a couple of rambling sentences and turn them into something really <laughs> robust. And you said it very nicely. So that was actually fun to walk through. So that being said, though, I mean, when students are asked questions or like when people are asked very direct questions about themselves, it can be intimidating just because you don't think about things in the same context that somebody from the outside would. So right. at a high level, how would you recommend students get started with their essays just to give them some like productive steps to start the process? Well, we can do high level, but then I, I'd love to do a little mini. I'm going to surprise you again with a let's, little mini exercise. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So at high level, it starts with great brainstorming and it starts with exercises that are fun and don't feel like work. And so a simple one is this game called I Love, which I want to just play with you for a second. And, sure. and, and I'll go first and I'm just going to do like a 30 second version of it. But um, the way it works, and I'm just like literally setting a timer right now. Yeah. So the, what I'm going to do is for 30 seconds, I'm just going to make a list of things that I love and you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is listen and try not yeah. to think too hard about all the awesome things that you're going to say when it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> so this is back to presence. Yeah. Like, and by the way, it's going to be impossible. You're still going to be thinking of like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like say some things in just a minute, but as best as you can mm -hmm. try and just listen to the things that I'm saying. So sure. uh, 30 seconds. And I haven't pre-planned this, I okay. promise. And I'm gonna try not to say things that I've said because I've played this game before. I'm gonna try to say some new things. So okay. 30 seconds, here we go. So I love, um, I love good lighting. Yeah. <laughs> I love, um, I love the color. I love this color blue that I'm wearing right now. I love the quality of light outside right now. I love, Oh, I love the way that this tree outside of my window has been just suddenly surprised, just boom, has just like blown up and there are leaves everywhere. Mm -hmm. I love um, when I remember to take my Claritin D so that I don't have allergies. <laughs> okay, that's a super short version. I'm gonna actually okay. have you go for a minute. And okay. while you're doing this, I'm gonna just make, I'm just gonna basically take notes. I'm gonna like write down the things that you're saying. Okay. And then I'll tell you where this goes. So for a minute, Ashley, what do you love? Make a list, don't think about it too much, go. I love lighting as well, but I would say more so I love um, how my apartment's vibe influences my ability to work. So um, I love design. I love good lighting. I love the color blue. I love 
everything wellness, including fitness, mental health. Um, I love spinning, yoga. Um, I love lifting weights at the gym. I love outdoor walks, being in nature. I love the ocean. It's my biggest sense of calm. I love traveling. I love experiencing different cultures. I love food. I don't know if I said that yet. Sushi, um, big favorite Mexican food, Greek food. I love learning how to cook new things. I love- Okay. <laughs> I was going to say I'm running out. <laughs> no, you, you could, you could go on and on. Uh, so sec part two of this is what are some things that you know a lot about? So like, I know a lot about college essays. I know a lot about college basketball. I know a lot about the international phonetic alphabet. I know a lot of, and don't get caught up too much on like, I am quote unquote an expert, but what's something that you could go on and on about you could geek out on. So we'll do, we'll do like, you know, uh, let's let's do 45 seconds on this one but okay. it's like just make a list of some things that you know a lot about that you could kind of geek out on three two one go um i know a lot about marketing i know a lot specific to that i know a lot about marketing strategy content marketing social media digital programs as a whole and how they can contribute to um value for your organization I know a lot about fitness, being a college athlete myself. So everything from how to, you know, improve your your cardio to the best way to build strength and flexibility at the same time. I would say I'm an amateur at this, but I would know a lot about design trends just because it's something, and I mean interior design trends, because I've been doing a lot more of looking into that over COVID. And ultimately- Oh, go ahead. Give good. me one more. Give me that. I'll finish that thought. Okay. I was going to say, and ultimately, I think I know a lot about people's personalities and how they respond to things. Just mm. being the work that I'm in in the environment that I'm in. Um, I think it's important to be very mindful of those things Beautiful. and have them be productive. Okay. So where this goes, if we're brainstorming uh, for a college essay is these, you, you've made a big list of things you love and things you know a lot about. And folks- mm -hmm. Well, that's just me. Like that's not, there's not much there that, you know, can turn into an essay, but a next step, I'll sometimes show the clip from, did you ever see that movie Inside Out, Pixar? Yes. Yeah. Great and movie. There's like, there's like the core memories and like the islands of personality. And so in the movie, Riley, this, I think she's 10 years old or something, has these islands for personality and they're like hockey island and they're yeah. like, you know, friendship island and honesty island and goofball island. And so a question that I would ask you and I could make some guesses on this, but I'd rather hear from you. Like, sure. what are some of the islands of your personality based on what you shared or not based? And what I mean by this is like different parts of you that you feel like if you were mm -hmm. applying to college, what are the different islands of your personality, the sides of you that you would want to show? Sure. So I would say one is creativity. I think that's a big island that can encompass a lot of things. Mm -hmm. The other one would be relationships across mm -hmm. the board. So everything from family, friends to professional relationships. And then I would think the third island would be something related to myself, maybe like self-reflection and valuing my alone time. Um, I don't really know what I'd call that island. Maybe it's just the island because you're on an island by yourself and people can't get to you. <laughs> I value island. that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Would, would you say also, you mentioned yoga, spinning fitness. Yeah, fitness things. island. Fitness Definitely. island? Okay. Definitely. Okay, cool. 
And what notice what I'm doing is I'm, I'm not actually naming it for you. I'm actually just like, what do you call that island? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, we'll call it fitness island. So we've got creativity island. We've got relationships island. So this mm -hmm. seems to be like other focused. And then we've got like self-focused island, which is like you mentioned alone time, self-reflection. Wellness. Yeah. Wellness. Mental okay. health. Yep. Great. And there's, yeah, there's maybe like a little bit of overlap those, but then you've got fitness island. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe we could combine those islands, but it seems like well, let me ask, let me just pause. Is there anything that's missing from those that it's like, oh, if I didn't also get that in about me, they might be missing like some part of me. It kind of like runs through a lot of these, but my competitive spirit. Ooh, love it. Okay. Yeah. How does the competitive spirit manifest itself these days? Um, Taking a lot of pride in my work and always wanting to do my best and having my team do best and elevate them as much as I possibly can because I know how talented they all are. Interesting. And sorry to cut you off, but it, yeah. it probably, you mentioned you were a college athlete. How yeah. did your competitiveness manifest itself when you were in college? Oh my gosh. I mean, in every way, physically, in sport, mm -hmm. but then also taking that same mindset and applying it to how I wanted to perform in the classroom. Yeah. So that, that one translates to probably, that's like probably one of the biggest cores of who I am as a person that experience, not necessarily the sport itself, but the, the discipline of the sport and how it manifests everywhere else. Yeah. And what was the sport that you played or what sports did you play? Yeah. I ran track. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to say back to you what I'm hearing so far. So I'm hearing yeah. islands of creativity, mm -hmm. which as you said, can pretty much connect to like all the things. There's the so things. creativity island. There's relationships island, which is like you in connection with others. Mm -hmm. There's self island, like personal growth, wellness related to that, but maybe we'll call it a separate island is fitness island. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's like, and this one kind of, we don't know if it's a separate one or not, but it's like competitive island. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yep. So I want to notice, I want to just name two things that I'm doing with you is one is I'm just using reflective language. I'm like sure. saying back to you the things that I'm saying, but I'm also just doing it in a way that I, I, I'm, and I'm doing it with like, I, I'm enjoying and I'm letting you know that I'm enjoying it by like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm smiling, I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm, and I'm following my own aliveness. And I think that, and I'm just like, I think this is important that, that sometimes students just need somebody to like say back to them the stuff that they're, that they're saying so yeah. that they can mirror, have mirrored back to them like, oh yeah, cool. Those are separate things. And those are things that are not me, but they are kind of pieces of me. And, and then the other thing that I want to name today is, is I just asked you like, is there anything else? Because sometimes when we get, when we ask the question, is there anything else? Something else happens. And one of the things that happened just now is you said, oh, actually, I think this might be one of the big things that weaves together like mm -hmm. a lot or you said core and that's what we're looking for right it's like some of these core things so I just put a little star beside this competitive spirit thing yeah and it seemed that when you said talked about my work like how it's manifesting now that that's evolved mm -hmm. and the ways that you were competitive has maybe shifted in your life I had to I yeah. say that often it's very weird to go from competing with like your body your physical being to your mind in a work setting right 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 yeah. right mm -hmm. so then in terms of what we have so far, we have some things you love and know a lot about, which you could go on and on about. Sure. And by the way, we also have some essay topics, which I can point to in just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. But we also have like bigger picture, as you said, high level, the different sides of you. So now the question is, okay, what topic can we find that will help weave together? And I give you a chance to talk about your creativity and relationships and the way that you are, you know, self-reflecting, fitness, competitive spirit. Is there something that we can find that connects all those things. That's the challenge ahead of us as we end. And if we're talking about like phase one, like how do we start? Like this is yeah. the end of one brainstorming. 
Ooh, that's a that's a tricky one. Um, do you want to do it? Do you want to go to like phase two of like what where we go next? Oh my gosh, yeah, let's do it. Why not? I'm okay. interested. So, <laughs> and I and I and I'm you know I, I want to flag for the listener that yeah. we, we we talked about this a little bit and you did not. I just want to name for folks that like Ashley's being really brave and a great sport at just like being the guinea pig Thank here. <laughs> Thank you. And and also. I think that there's something practical that folks can learn from like the next step of the next part of this. And so let me, let me give context for this. Sure. And then we don't literally have to come up with an essay topic together. I just want to use what you, we have here as an example. Mm-hmm. But when last year, this was at the start of the pandemic, I looked back through like, you know, probably 400 or so student essays that were good, that were really good. And that I thought, you know, worked well. These are students that I had worked with or that gone through one of my courses. Mm-hmm. And I saw that there were some paths that they were taking that were leading mm-hmm. them to their topics. And so some of the paths, I'll just name them. There were, there were eight of them. One was um, students writing about something that they just loved or knew a lot about. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, you pick something like, you know, fitness. I love fitness and fitness becomes my topic. Mm-hmm. And that's in the, that connects all these different sides of you. Or the second one is like, I have this other exercise that we won't do today. That's called the essence objects exercise. And we just pick specific essence objects. For example, if we were to do this with this, you'd pick one essence object that relates to creativity, one that relates to relationships, one that relates to your alone time. Mm-hmm. And each one of those shows that different island of your personality. It could be that there's a skill or superpower. So one of your skills or superpowers is your creativity. Mm-hmm. And so you could take your creativity and that could be like your topic. And we could talk about ways that creativity manifested early on in your life and discuss that. And then you could come up with Creativity and then, but creativity has shifted in your life. And what creativity meant to you when you were 14 is different from what it means to you now. Um, a third, a fourth one would be like a career. So you could write the marketing strategy essay and sure. talk about how in some ways, in this weird roundabout way, your life has been preparing you for being awesome at your job. Mm-hmm. You know, and we would just go through and talk about how all of these things, understanding personalities and the ways that people think. Yep. And Right, and so yeah. you're nodding. So I'm, as you're nodding, I'm kind of like putting a little star beside this one because yeah. it seems like there's you know there's maybe one there. So that's a fourth one. A fifth one could be an ident- different identities that you have. So you have or have had the athlete identity. I'm imagining. Yes. Right, and you now have the marketing strategist identity. You have the and we could just fill in the blank fitness and wellness identity. You know, which is maybe related to athlete, but maybe it's a little bit different. Yeah. And then, we could just brainstorm more. What are some different identities that you've had? Uh, a sixth one is homes. Like, where do you find yourself at home? You know, mm. right? We could just riff on that. Like different places where you feel like you're in your zone. And I feel like be- I should be paying you for a therapy session, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yep. maybe home, I'm, as we're talking, I'm putting little stars beside like things that we would follow up on. Like, like a home might be a cool one because you said, ooh, I'm just going to write down the word ooh. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is an uncommon extracurricular activity. So if, if we picked, for example, there was there, if there was something that you did that wasn't track because track would be pretty common, mm-hmm. um, but there was something that, you know, some students do weird things. I, I don't recommend that students use common extracurricular activities for their personal statement because I just think it's really hard to stand out. And also sure. you're going to have a chance to talk about that in other parts of your application. So our next step, which we won't do right now, would be to we would go through these different, you know, different pads and we would talk about them. And I would just sort of like read you to see like, okay, which one of these is like feeling exciting to you? And we would probably look at a couple of different example essays. Yeah. And and see which where the aliveness is and energy is. 
And within, you know, usually like 20, 20 minutes or so, 20, 25 minutes, students have sort of a sense of like which one or two paths yeah. are meaningful to them. Now, the eighth one, which we haven't even talked about, we may not talk about on this podcast, is like if you face significant challenges in your life, that can be a really powerful thing to write about. But the reason I start with these other ones, which I call the seven montage paths, is that I think it can be a great way, no matter, even if you have faced challenges, to get into what are all the different sides of you. Mm-hmm because sometimes students get so locked into their challenges-based story, it becomes, they start to define themselves somewhat narrowly, like this is who I am, right? And that, especially even more narrowly, if they're just writing about the pandemic, yeah. I wanna know about, yes, you've faced these challenges, but I wanna know about who shows up in relationships, you know, how you, when, when things get tough, what are those resources that you use, whether it's fitness, you know, nature, to come through those challenges. So I think it's really important to, to be really, to brainstorm from this positive, additive, what are the different islands of me sense? And then we get into, okay. And then also, if you want to do this challenges based thing, we can do it. And I think that's a pretty good order to do them in actually. Yeah. Fascinating. And the thing that I love about what you did is you asked a series of questions where, you know, if I was sitting here just with the task of starting to write things about myself, I wouldn't have thought about it in those different ways, unless I was prompted like that. So I think that that brainstorming exercise is so powerful because instead of I mean, this is just me personally, what I would experience or have experienced is instead of it being daunting, intimidating, and like, eh, like one or two things. Now, after this conversation, I'm thinking to myself, it might be hard to pick based yeah. on what we talked about. So that's the problem we want. That's where we want yeah. to get to is like, and that's, that can be overwhelming for students, but at least we've got, and we're starting when that yes and place we've got and right, like right now, you've probably got a, a couple ideas. We probably got three to five to choose from. And we put them all on the board and be like, mm-hmm. okay, which one of these seems most exciting to you? Let's start there. And then what it may end up happening is, yeah, we, we go down this path, but we've still got the other one back of mind in case you want to, you know, veer and come back to that one later, or in case you want to incorporate that one to make the essay more interesting. Cause it could be that you write this cool essay about X topic. And then, oh, by the way, as you're writing about it, it seems cool that at the end you could be like, and guess what? That's led me to become interested now in marketing strategy. <laughs> and yeah. it gives it this yeah. sort of surprising, but inevitable conclusion of like, so you're kind of, you can sometimes blend these, these different paths as well. Absolutely. I was even thinking when you were talking just how like giving it gave me ideas of how they could be blended. So I think that it, that was fascinating. So I appreciated being your guinea pig. So thank you for doing that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so one of one of the other things I, you referenced this as more of like the montage path, but can you give us some insight on the the other road that um, students could take more around? Um, you referenced like certain challenges or maybe narrative ways of, of doing things and, and how that process could potentially be started too. Yeah, totally. So I'm slowing, I'm deliberately slowing down a little a minute because I think that this is one that <laughs> requires slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an exercise that we don't have to do right now, but it takes about 15, 20 minutes. It's called the feelings and needs exercise. And we can link to it in the show notes or folks can Google it. But it's an exercise based in nonviolent communication where students can look at experiences they've had. Mm-hmm. And you know, oftentimes when students are writing about challenges, when they write a first draft, it's just all challenges. And then it's like a little bit of like, but I'm working on it, you know, I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. And what this exercise helps them to do is to thicken the other parts of the story. So if we break it into three parts, and this is not the exercise, I'll get to the exercise in a second, but we're talking about like I mentioned earlier, what are the challenges and the impacts on your life? Part one, one third of the essay, let's say, and then a third on what have you done about it? 
and a third say on what have you learned. Mm-hmm. And these aren't like exact. It's not, you have to have like 225 words for each or whatever, but it's like, if students can begin to think about, okay, I'm going to need to talk about what I've done and what I've learned, because that's going to give the college the information they need in order to make an informed decision. Cause you don't get into college because your parents got divorced or because you right. moved schools, right? That's just set up for the, what I did and what I learned. Mm-hmm. And so what this exercise does in about, like I said, 20 minutes, it walks them through a series of questions and they, you know, take out a pen and paper and they are jotting down. And I ask them, what are the challenges that you've experienced? And I ask them students to get really real. Like, in other words, there may be a thing that's kind of in the back of their minds. They're like, that's too intense. That's too real. And I tell them, this is yours. No one ever has to see this brainstorm. Because again, I feel like writing about some of this stuff can be really useful just on a heart level, mm-hmm. life, even if it doesn't end up making it, you know, into the, the personal statement. And so I ask them to get, you know, real with it as it were. And then they brainstorm the effects. I have a list of feelings that we put up. That's like, what are the feelings that you felt as a result of those effects? And then where it gets like deep, as, as students say, is when you start to think about the needs that went met were met or unmet. So in other words, if we were to go back and again, I'm not going to make you do this because it's pretty vulnerable to do, especially on a, on a podcast. But if I were to just go back and you mentioned, for example, okay, I'm going to do some projection on you and I'm going to talk about myself actually. Ooh, okay. Um, but you mentioned work-life balance and having yeah. healthy boundaries. I imagine there's a challenge there. Mm-hmm. So for myself, the effects of not having good health, healthy, like boundaries is that it means that when I'm talking to my six-year-old daughter, my brain is not even there. Like I'm not actually there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sad, even like telling you that right now, like I'm noticing like some emotion coming up and like my need there is for connection and for presence and for I guess I would use the word intimacy, especially as I'm thinking about like my, my close friends Sure. my wife. So I have these deep needs for connection and for intimacy. And, and this challenge is getting in the way of those things. And yeah. when students can begin to think about what are their deeper needs, suddenly like the essay like drops and it's like, okay, this is the heart of that story and why this was such a big deal for me and why healthy boundaries are, you know, so important. And then we can, we kind of hook into, okay, it's, and we do this in movies too. We start to see why the person really needs the thing that they need. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we identify in ourselves, oh yeah, I have that need too. Yeah. And we start to recognize in ourselves, the main character or the author the and that can do, yeah. And for, and for example, in, in the case of connection or like, you know, yeah, just to use this example and suddenly like necessarily just, I, I like this person, but I'm like, oh, I am like this person. And when we can get to the level of needs, it's like, oh, and we start to root for that person. Sure. And then when I start to hear, well, what have you done about it? You know, or what have, what have you learned from that experience? Those are going to take lots of different paths, but that's what, you know, is required is for us to understand, well, what, why did you do the things that you did? So like, for example, how do I meet my need for connection? My need for, you know, intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, my wife and I, for example, have a, a scheduled date night yeah. where, you know, it's like, and so I can give specific things that I've done about it. Um, but it's, it's those pieces of it that I think are sometimes overlooked and students aren't quite asked the questions of like, well, what is the deeper need there? And I think that it's like, again, kind of like a therapy or counseling question and, you know, nonviolent communication is, is great for that, but I think it can sort of start to help us recognize the almost like what's running us, like, um, like the programs that are running us (laughs) all the time. And so And when we start to sort of recognize some of those pieces, then we start to go, oh, here's why I did the thing that I did as a result. And then I think we just get more information. So that's sort of in brief, the 
sort of narrative or challenges based approach. Well, it's interesting because as you were talking through those things in the exercise that we went through before, I even kind of realized part of the thing that's important to me, we're talking about those boundaries. And if we hadn't have done that exercise, I think that people could make assumptions about um, my work environment or whatever it may be. And disclaimer, work with great people. It's not them, it's me. And I need to put the boundaries up because it's me that is driving forward and, and maybe working too much at certain times or doing certain things because of that competitive spirit that I have. So but one of the challenges that I face is self-inflicted. And I don't know if I even would have realized that until we had this conversation, but it's so true because that whole aspect of who I am as a person really drives me to just to keep pushing and keep moving forward. So what does that do for you? Like saying, just saying that right now, what does that, what does that do to you? Like when you say that is self-inflicted, like what do you do with that? For me, it's a realization of things that I can do to help the scenario because I, I personally think that, you know, I've encouraged, I'll give you an example. Some of the things that I absolutely support for some of the members of my team, you know, we're in a remote setting and zoom fatigue is real. People feel it. They're tired of being on screens, but Hey, block an area of focus on your calendar. So you can do things that are <laughs> uninterrupted and you can really focus and be present on the task at hand. So right. for me, it's, it's when you realize that, you know, I think that the natural instinct and behavior is like, oh, the, these things are happening, but it's happening to me, but mm -hmm. not realizing that you could, you, in my case, are part of the problem because, you know, you just want to keep pushing forward. So it gives me very tactical things that I can think about to implement, to help with that balance for myself. You know, maybe, maybe it's, you know, getting up and literally eating at the counter instead of in front of my laptop, but again, self-inflicted. So it's me. <laughs> I'm part of the problem here. So, right. I'm so, so grateful again for you using yourself as an example, because I think it, it can be really instructive for folks. And I imagine that counselors listening who are, you know, many of us are yes people and, and I'll speak for myself. I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a firstborn. I got lots of points for, you know, me too. Yes and stuff. <laughs> oh, are you? Okay. Yep. So, so yeah, a lot of this stuff is sort of, it's in the water. And so, sure pointing at it and then having, and so if we were doing an essay session, I would write down the word self-inflicted because you, you mentioned it twice, actually, yeah. or two or three yeah. times, self-inflicted, but it, you, you so quickly went to like, ah, but I have some control over this. Like there's, there's some stuff I can do. And what was really beautiful about the way you shared is that it, it felt live. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, ha, huh, here's a thing that's happening for me right now. And that's what we're going for in this process is like, what, what fresh baked insights can we, can we, you know, create a space for? Sure. And, and then, and, and then, and then put those on the page, because I think that we often have, especially as we get older, we have these sort of like pre book, you know, pre-cooked insights that we can kind of like serve up and reheat if we need to. But I think <laughs> yes. what's more exciting is like, how do we create a space for what I, what I, I guess call in some cases, like radical intimacy, where yeah. we can like ask each other questions that we wouldn't maybe normally ask in our everyday life. And I, and this is what I, I think counselors do and can do with students is like creating a space where they can do this yes in a one-on-one -on -one setting but even in groups like it's possible for students to go through this exercise and to set up a scenario where students can like ch connect with one another in a safe way and there's we can do a whole other podcast on creating psychological safety yeah. but creating safety so that you know students can have these realizations with each other and that can be a, a incredibly bonding experience and 
and, and, and can also do a really cool thing at the beginning of senior year as they're getting ready to go through this hectic time. If they've had a sort of bonding experience around this, mm-hmm. they can be really powerful and connective. And then, then they start to see themselves in each other even more. I mean, I know that some schools do this, like they'll go on like big retreats where they'll like, let's go on the senior retreat, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not as much this year, we'll see. But um, but that creating those connections, I think are the things that sort of help us to feel not like we're on islands, right? Yes. Like we are connected to each other and have each other as resources. Yeah, absolutely. And the the thing that I think is so important with this and the exercises and, you know, getting people to feel more vulnerable and articulate themselves is that within this environment, the context is there. So you could say something, but if you don't have the the background of your answer or why, I think people would maybe be worried that they could feel that they would be judged or looked at a certain way for answering. But this, the, the type of thing that we just went through, it, it really, in my opinion, for, for me at least, it, it provides a safer space so that people can understand the meaning behind or the reason why you're choosing to give certain answers, which I think is so important. And, you know, ultimately, if you are, you know, on the college side, reading some of these essays, you want to create that connection to the reader. So this is, this has been really cool to walk through. So, cool. okay. So I have another question that I just want to get to, but I definitely have like a million ideas for other sessions that we could have. And we'll, we'll make sure to ask our audience what they want to hear about next. But, um, you know, we went through the brainstorming process and then we kind of talked about the idea of coming into like a theme, but how do you take those things and then ultimately get the outcome of an essay? Like what are the the core components of putting it all together just so that we can hit on it from start to finish quickly? Totally, great. (laughs) So um, let me give like the the three minute answer. Sure. So um, for the, the, the challenges one, it's basically you take those three questions, Mm -hmm. uh, challenges, what I did about it, what I learned, and once you know you've done that exercise of the feelings and needs exercise of thinking about the different pieces of it, you basically just create a bullet point list of like what were the challenges I faced. So the challenge of not having healthy boundaries and what was the effect of that. Ooh, wait a minute. Let me realize. I just realized healthy boundaries was actually not the challenge. That's probably an effect of an earlier challenge, and that sometimes happens where I'm writing a thing that's a challenge, and it's like, wait, there's probably another challenge that has to do with my family, you know, who I was in my family and challenges. And an effect of that was that I have had, you know, had not have had a healthy relationship to boundaries, right? So, and then I would brainstorm, okay, what other impacts in my life were of those, whatever challenge I identify. So I brainstorm, bullet point those, and then bullet point what I've done about it. And probably what I've failed to do about it. Like here are things that I've tried that haven't worked. And then I brainstorm what I've learned from that. And again, bullet points. And once I've got those bullet points, and sometimes students will have like five bullet points, and sometimes they'll have like 30 bullet points, mm-hmm. depending on the intensity and the, the breadth and just the length of their challenges. In other words, just all the, the amount of stuff they've been through. Um, that's going to give them a ton of stuff for a potential first draft. And I sort of give them the one third, one third, one third, you know, go for it, write a draft. Don't worry about how long it's going to be. On the montage side, again, not writing about challenges we have these different possibilities. You liked the home idea. Uh, we also had the potentially marketing strategy idea. Were there any other ideas that were like exciting to you and we'll? Oh, um, I would say I'm just going to add on to it. I like the marketing idea, but with the premise behind it being like my life leading up to that ultimately being 
what I do professionally and the theme within that or under that is my sense of curiosity for everything. Boom. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that one, but yeah. curiosity for everything is an awesome theme. Yep. Now the challenge, because, because when we're writing about a value, this is just a quick side note, when we're writing about a value, first of all, that could be a totally legit, like first draft. Let's start with, I'm, I was, as a, even since a kid, I've been curious about everything yes. and then, boom, you take off and we see, and you could write that essay like tonight, right? Like where mm-hmm. you just see how curiosity has manifested itself in different ways. And then what we would do, like, so the short answer to the, how do you write a montage is like, we find a theme that you're excited about and then boom, you take off and just go like write that right now. You know, yeah. the more, if we want to sculpt it a little more and give you some bullet points, we would go, okay, based on the, your curiosity for everything, let's just go with that one. We're not going to do it right now, but I would ask you, what are some ways that your curiosity has manifested itself in your life? Mm-hmm. And you would list whatever, four to 20, right? And we would just write all those down and then we would go, okay, how could these connect to your islands of personality? Oh, I got the answer for you. You've already got it. Part, parts of it, yeah. No, but I mean, it, they okay, cool. really connect to my islands, right? So yeah. this island, curiosity, how much can I push myself to perform at the highest level? Yeah. Um, creativity, what can I experiment with, whether it's for like interior design or whatever it may be to create a more beautiful experience that I enjoy. So like the curiosity literally feeds into every single one of them and ultimately brought me to, again, where I am professionally. So the, the marketing strategist is the outcome, but the mm-hmm. theme would be curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I don't need, we don't, we don't have to make these connections. We could, yeah. but like the relationships one is going to be like so easy and fun to make. Oh yeah. yeah. That one's like a no brainer, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then what's going to be even more interesting is when it drops into the section on self and like curiosity about self especially for someone who I imagine is like so other focused and has been, you know, saying yes. I don't know. You mentioned you were the oldest. So I'm making up that like you oldest, had to of maybe take, oldest of five, me too. I was oldest of five. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah. So as oldest of five, we had some responsibilities growing up, right? Quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so figuring out, okay, well, how did that, and when did that curiosity kick in and in what ways did that curiosity for self manifest and how was that this is me like being a little bit too leading, but mm-hmm. how is that I'm projecting too? How was that kind of a missing piece, you sure, know? Sure. And, you know, in terms of self-care and, and those kinds of things. So I probably wouldn't say that if we were like meeting in an actual session, but in my brain, my counselor yeah. brain's like, ooh, the self part and curiosity. Curiosity about self is something probably under discussed, but it's going to be a really cool insight into like Powerful. who you are. About. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So in our curiosity brainstorm, we've got creativity, which is the value. Yep. And we've got experimenting with interior design and there are probably other examples. So what we're looking for is we're looking for four to seven values mm-hmm. and specific examples that support those values. So we've got our theme, yep. curiosity for everything. And then our first value is, and we don't have to do this in any particular order, but it would be like creativity. We've got the value of competition mm-hmm. and the, the, the specific examples of that. You've already given us a few, but so basically it's like, those are the building blocks is like, what is the topic or theme? Yep. And we found one. You're you're a very good um, guinea pig where it's like, here's one that I'm really excited about. And this is sort of like, I mean, counselors listening are rolling their eyes because they're like, oh, oh, brother, like who, what student just like hits on, a, you know, an example like this. And I want to, I want to actually in a minute, I want to track back so that people see that this is not sort of magic, that there are some really specific things that, that yeah. folks do. But you, we hit on this theme of curiosity for everything and we need a value and we need a specific example that supports the value Ooh. so that we can see how it manifests and you know, evolves in your life. 
And then we know that at some point we're maybe going to get to, but we don't have to necessarily get to marketing strategy. And we just need something that brings us into the present day. Sure. And yep. maybe it's related to that. And if we can find out along the way, some different skills, qualities, and values, that's like the main, most important thing. Yeah. Well, now I completely understand why this is your passion. It's fascinating to be able to <laughs> engage with people this way and get them to think about themselves probably differently than they ever have, especially at that critical point in their life when they're starting to think about what I always like to call is like the first like really adult decision that they're going to make in terms of like what they do post high school. So, well, and so just so that we bullet point it for folks who are like, what yeah. just happened? Like, <laughs> Like yeah. we, I basically just asked Ashley, what are some things you love uh, or know a lot about? Mm-hmm. And then I asked Ashley, what are the islands of your personality? And, you know, showing the clip helps. Yep. And then I talked through, and I won't name them all, but I talked through seven different potential paths, which kind of got Ashley's brain firing. Yep. Um, and then we talked through, okay, is there a potential? And over the course of whatever this half hour, 40 minutes, by recognizing how some of these structures, you know, how some of these things overlap and you, I can tell you're really good at recognizing patterns and connections between things and that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sort of like showing it and saying it back to you so that you can hear them and go, oh, and you start to recognize the pattern. So even mm-hmm. though, you know, the curiosity for everything is an awesome theme. I didn't have to come up with it. All I had to do was say back to you some stuff and you're like, oh, yeah, here's the magical thread. Like you ever play that game code names? No. Codenames is a game where you, somebody's played Codenames out there, where you have these different words on cards and you're trying to say an, a word to your teammate to connect three or four of the words on the thing. Okay. And your life is, in this process, is a game of Codenames where you've got all these different, you know, we're, we're generating through the I love, I know, islands of personality, all these different things. And we're trying to, when we're trying to find an essay topic, find the word or theme or thing that connects a, a few of them and then once we can find that thing, the weird image is like, imagine a, a, a thread that is magnetized. And on the, on the table, we have all these differently magnetized beads. And what thread can be magnetized that it picks up a good number of beads, you know, so that when we, that's a weird, weird image. But when you pull it up, <laughs> it's sort of like, oh, okay, cool. I'm learning yeah. a good deal about you through this, through this process. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah, no, it, it it's funny when you break it down, it seems so straightforward. Um, I don't want to say simple because it's not simple. Like, like we talked about it, it's intimidating to kind of get to this, but it really makes the entire process enjoyable. I would even say to be able to kind of talk through some of those things. And I think as I referred to earlier on in the conversation, I would hope that whomever's going through this process would be able to really reflect on like what type of institution would be best for them based on how they're going to start positioning some of this stuff, because the whole concept of fit is so important. And we could talk yeah. for hours about that somewhere else, but yeah. So, uh, and I appreciate you kind of putting me on spot to go through this, but I think that there are obviously a ton of other things that we could talk through. And if you're open to it, we'd love to have you back to do this again. I'd love to, I'd love to. And there's, I mean, I know that you'll link to this, but just yeah. folks can know that like all of these resources that we walked through, whether you're mm-hmm. a student or counselor on the website and they're free. So yes. folks can 
feel free to check those out. Yeah. Absolutely. And one other final thought before we break for our listeners, I want to just make a note that we are also going to be doing a webinar with Ethan in May. It's going to be for college counselors around the topic of creating an essay plan for your rising senior. So we're very much looking forward to that. We'll also share the details of that in the notes, but Ethan, we hope that this is going to be more of a recurring thing because we really enjoyed talking to you. So thank you for coming on and talking with us today. Actually, I love talking to you. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Well, that concludes our conversation for today. More to come and you'll hear from us again soon. Mm -hmm.